we are so excited today. We are here for a very special video where we are going to be talking about our favorite stop motion films. And I'm Rachel, and special guest Larry's here. Hi. Yes, <laughs> this is so fun. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So, Larry, what do you think makes stop motion animation special and fun? It's just, this, first of all, the work that's put in is just like, I love watching the after credits and such where you get to see the animators at work. It's just so interesting and intrigues me so much that you can do all of that and create these films. But they're just so unique. They have a different atmosphere, no matter if they're more family-oriented or if they're even a more adult-oriented. Mm -hmm. Something like Anomalisa is so different than Sausage Party, certainly. Mm -hmm. But they just have a different atmosphere, a different feeling. It's, they're so unique when you go into a stop-motion animated yeah. film. You know it's going to be unlike any other animated film you see that year. Yeah, and I just love the attention to detail that's required, yes. and the world building, and the way that they create everything, yeah. like, tactilely, and you'll see, like, the backgrounds mm -hmm. are just so full and rich yeah. and interesting, and you can just see yeah. the, the creativity of the animators. It's really, really, really fun. So, stop motion is one of those that, even if you don't enjoy the film, I don't think there's a... A situation where I have it and just like still just looked at it and said this is just so gorgeous yeah it's so so yeah. fun so fun so and, and I feel like in much modern animation you kind of lose that sort of tactile touch of yeah, the artist because it's all in the computer mm -hmm. so it, it's it's a really special yeah. form of the animation so this is gonna be really fun so mine aren't I'm not 100% happy with my <laughs> numerical ranking of it but I'm just gonna go with it but we really, these are just 10 that I like. So yeah. don't. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> try not to keep the debate in the comments yeah. about my order, please. Because <laughs> I'm not super confident. And I didn't put any uh, television films in this list. Okay. There's certainly a rich tradition of stop motion on yeah. television. Of course, your Rankin-Bass holiday specials. Oh, <laughs> um, they're they're kind of hitting this. Going towards the miss. Rachel Rankin. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But I do like A Year Without Santa Claus. That yeah. one's really funny and great with the Miser Brothers. That one's, oh, yeah. that one's my favorite. But what do you have in number 10? So in at number 10, I have Frankenweenie from <laughs> Tim Burton. So this is obviously the full-length film that came out in the last couple of years. I loved it. So it did get really good reviews overall, but I feel like it's got a little bit underappreciated. It would probably fall into that category for me, both by like animation lovers and the general audience. It seemed to be swept under the rug, but I thought it had so much heart. It felt like Tim Burton again. Like that's the last time I think I've really felt in like the last 10 years or so, yeah. Tim Burton coming through his project. It was like a passion project for him. I thought the characters were all really endearing, especially our main character and his connection to that dog. And even when the dog comes back, it's like a little zong Frankenweenie. You know? <laughs> He's so cute and it's so sweet. It really touches my heart. Mm -hmm. I think even the like more scary elements when, you know, they're obviously unleashed upon the like fair and these bats and these little creepy kids. <laughs> it all just feels like authentic Burton to me. The animation is beautiful. I love that it's in black and white as well, which is so unique and different. 
I just, I really have a good time with Frank and Winnie. Yes. Uh, I actually have an also number 10. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I also love, I love all that you said, but I also love how it's a love letter to classic horror. Oh, yeah. Uh, classic monster movies yeah. kind of thing. Uh, the way that it looks appears to be in black and white. <sighs> is so cool and uh, all the different styles of the characters. characters. You have the Bride of Frankenstein, you have yeah. Frankenstein, you have a bunch of different homages to <laughs> that those classic universal films. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. Really fun, fun voice work as well. Really cute. And so yeah, that one is, is I agree, the only thing that's felt kind of Tim Burton-y that he has made in, in so long. Since another stop motion animated film. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it's it's really really true. So good choice. Number yeah, ten, I approve. So what do you have at number nine? So in at number nine, I have James and the Giant Peach. Mm -hmm. Now I will admit, uh, it's been a few years since I've actually watched James and the Giant Peach, but I have such fond memories with it from childhood. I used to love James and the Giant Peach right from a small age. First of all, I love James, our main character. I think he's so fun, as well as the worm. I think is so good. That's my other favorite character. <laughs> but even like the villainous characters, the aunts, the, the other human characters are so interesting and so kind of quirky, fun in their ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have this yeah. giant peach, which is awesome. And then, I mean, I think that the the villain, the, the darkness, is really intimidating i think it's like a really intimidating villain for this type of film so it's one i haven't seen in some time but it always will hold a special place in my heart so i have it in at number nine and the ants are just the worst <laughs> they're so <laughs> <Are we? laughs> yeah. i mean they're terrible but so yeah, good yeah. <laughs> for me so okay so my next choice for number nine i have fantastic mr fox this was my debate between which of the Wes Anderson stop motions to pick. Debate. And I went with Fantastic Mr. Fox just because I feel like the story based on the Royal Ball is a little bit better than the original story that Wes came up with. But I love the animation for both. And I love the heart in both. And I, I think uh, that uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is really funny. I love all the stuff about the, the cussing. <laughs> That's hilarious. And That's Rachel's favorite joke. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so funny. And, uh, and I, it's just, I love all the world building. I love the different farmers and I love the son character, Ash, I think is his name. And, uh, and then the, um, <laughs> I think it's the cousin no. that comes in, Jason uh, Schwartzman character, I think is really funny. And so I, I you know, really enjoyed that one. So certainly number nine. Okay, so that'll lead me over to number eight, which is fun because I have Isle of Dogs. Oh, <laughs> so this is my pick for the Wes Anderson film. And I think it's because I'm such a Wes Anderson fan at large. Mm -hmm. And this movie in animation form was like Wes Anderson, like yes. Wes Anderson down to a T. I don't think he's ever done symmetry to the level he did it in Isle of Dogs. Like you could just split the screen down the middle and it's like a dual image, which of course he's known for in all of his films. But I thought it was just take it to the next level. But the quirkiness was all there. Of course, I love dogs. So this was like a beautiful love letter to dogs in general. And I thought it worked so well. So I, I really loved oh, the animation on this one. Was so beautiful. I mean, everything, set design. Yeah. We talked about that in our opening, but those set designs on I Love Dogs were just like amazing. Uh, <laughs> and the backgrounds, yeah. I love so it. Like gorgeous. that background with all the, the um, the, the bottles. Oh, the, yes, the, their little, so like, camp. Their little, yeah, I think it's so, so cool. cool. And uh, thinking about, like, 
how they made this dingy trash island just look so oh, good. Yeah. And the food, I loved that like sushi chopping oh, thing. It looked so good. <laughs> they just had that on Twitter the other day. Oh, I was watching. So good. I love I, I love our main boy character. It's unfortunate that I don't love the the girl, the like American foreign yeah. exchange student. I mean, she was kind of necessary with how the story was set up because they decided not to use subtitles, uh, subtitles so they had which to was a, a brave choice, but also it led to this really oh. kind of annoying character I didn't maybe yeah. if she wasn't so annoying I would have been okay with like this translator character but ooh, no but everything on the mainland is a little bit less interesting but I just love everything with the dog so much so it's number eight yeah so very good choice so my number eight is called a town called panic and this is so hilarious. It's a French film, uh, but of course you get the subtitles and the dubbing <laughs> or whatever, but it's very surrealist. It's definitely not going to be for everyone, but it's about his cowboy, this horse, and this Indian. They're all, they're like little, little toys, you know, okay. you play with or whatever from like the thirties or forties, you know, those toys. They all live together, and they're like these three bachelors, wow. and it's really ridiculous, but it is <laughs> so funny, uh, at least to me. I laugh and laugh. Like, the, the, very, <laughs> the very beginning, he accidentally orders 50 million bricks, because <laughs> he wants to for a barbecue, and he says he's going to build him a oh barbecue gosh. for his birthday, and it's ridiculous and then they so then they build the, the they're trying to figure out what to do with the bricks and then there's this whole subplot where the horse is is dating this woman and i mean not woman but a horse female horse <laughs> yeah and it's like <laughs> oh, oh hi i know the so, b movie so, oh, no. there's the subplot and and she's like a teacher okay. a music teacher and he's so he agrees to go to her music class and she's like I, you're not gonna go you're gonna miss it you're gonna skip you, people they always do they always say they're gonna come and then they never come and, and then they end up on this like journey and all throughout he'll like find a phone okay. like even under the water like everywhere they go and it's and he picks up the phone any phone and just like where are you where are you <laughs> to check that one out i've never seen it it's a whole television show in france oh my and uh, and they have like a christmas special that's hilarious and so check it out it's really good perfect yeah all right so in at number seven i have wallace and gromit the curse of the wearing yeah so this one is another one that's actually been a couple years since i've revisited this wallace and gromit film but it's just, I mean, it's lovely. It's so funny and it's so charming. Of course, I love both Wallace and Gromit as a character, both of them as characters. And I mean, it's it's like the, the ultimate argument <laughs> to me. Like Ardman, mm -hmm. this is what I think of, although it's not the highest Ardman film quite on my list, but it is like the vision I have of mm -hmm. like, well-executed British humor, just so cute. I love the adventure we're going on in this little film. Yeah. So, honestly. Those cute little bunnies, they're the best. I mean, yes, the cute bunnies are adorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I just love it. And, of course, 
the dog himself is so cute. I, I just, he's my, he's my fave. So, uh, yeah, I love Wallace and Gromit uh, in general. And the uh, Curse of the Were-Rabbit is what I put here on the list. Very good. All right. My number seven is Coraline. And I think that Coraline is brilliant for a lot of reasons. I think that the animation is gorgeous. So great. It used, back in the day, it used the 3D so well. Yeah. It's very inventive with that. The backgrounds are really cool. Coraline is such an engaging character. She's such a lovely character. And I think what's really cool about the movie is that she is given this choice of whether she wants this idyllic life, you know, because her, mm-hmm. her parents are kind of awful. They're terrible. Yeah. And they don't really improve all that much. Maybe her dad a little bit by the end, the, the real parents. But she's forced, I think it's, it's easy to set up a character arc where a character has to decide to love people that are lovable. That's easy. Anyone can do that. It's a lot harder to decide that you're going to love people and maybe even fight for them when they aren't lovable yeah. and when they aren't uh, caring people. That's hard, harder. But she's able, she's wise enough as a, as a young girl to see beyond the perf- perfect food and the perfect, to see beyond the facade yeah. and see at least her parents, even if they aren't, uh, aren't the best parents, mm-hmm. they are real. And I think that that's a really moving message, actually. And she's a really great dynamic character because of that. And so I think the story really works. It's really gripping. And I just really, I love her, her character. And, and uh, there's a lot of really fun moments between the different characters. And you know, just the button eyes are really creepy. I think it's a great way to introduce kids to the sort of the tropes and the themes of, of horror uh, without, you know, too scary. <laughs> but it's pretty scary. Yeah. It's pretty scary. No, yeah. So. All right, so in at number six for me, I have The Corpse Bride. Mm-hmm. So before Frank and Weenie, I think this is the last time we got like Tim Burton being Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, Tim, just stick with stop motion animation, apparently, because anytime else you lose your way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I forgot, actually, how much I really enjoy Corpse Bride until I did a rewatch pretty recently. And I'm just so encapsulated by the story. I think, of course... The animation is just stunning, and I love the bride character. I think she's so good. Yeah. She is such a, a beautiful, in an interesting way, type of character. Yeah. Of course, we have the dog. <laughs> Again, another dog <laughs> happening here. But I thought that their, their romance was really interesting, and it takes kind of unexpected turns as we go throughout, but still provides a really satisfactory story. Well, and I like Victoria, too. I think she's a pretty good character because yes. it's easy to make her character kind of the, uh, the you know, the harpy kind of character. Yeah. But she's really sweet and really great. And I I, I, I love the, you know, the music. As well. Oh, the music is and so Danny good. Elfman. Yeah, so, yeah, Danny Elfman back at the top of his game for something like Corpse Bride. But I think all of our characters are so interesting. I just... Of course, I love this kind of like darker style mm-hmm. and it just, it works for me. I, yeah. I love it. And I find myself smiling as I watch the entire thing. So Corpse Bride is number six for me. And I think it has one of the best just extended instrumentals in a movie. I can yeah. think for a long time that Victor's Piano Suite. Oh, so beautiful. So good. So a very good choice. Uh, so number six for me is uh, Chicken Run. Oh. And Chicken Run is so funny. I mean, who would ever forget? <laughs> I don't want it to be a pie. It's so funny. Yeah. And I love uh, <laughs> Rocky. I think they're great. Yes. And I love uh, my mom Tweety. <laughs> you know, the acts at the end. Yes. She's, a, she's so crazy. So great. And I don't know. I, I really like the music cues are really perfect. Mm. Just that homage to those 
to those kind of uh, escape movies. It's yeah. just really, really fun. And uh, I, <laughs> you know, I even like the, the uh, my RF days. It's <laughs> so I really like it. So that's why I'm going to say so in the number five, I have Chicken Run. <laughs> I also really like it. I think it's so hilarious. Like, it's probably the funniest of the films on this list. I just, I laughed so much. Mel Gibson, at the peak of his Mel Gibson, yeah. <laughs> not only as a person, but as a charming actor <laughs> and voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. But our characters are so funny. I love the animation because yeah. I think they're, the style of the chickens is so funny and yeah. cute. Like, watching them run. <laughs> So I love that um that the whole scene when they're trying to get out of the pie making machine. Oh my so gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and you just see the flat, flat. Yeah, oh, so good, so good, and the adventure of it all is a lot of fun. So it's really just a good time. Uh, so that's why I have a bite. It'll be interesting to see why they do the chip on too. Uh, yeah. All right. So my number five is the earliest still existing animated film ever made that For we still motion. have. No, period. 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 Oh. It's called The Adventures of Prince Ahmed. And it is a really amazing experience to watch. It is done with uh, paper cuts, with paper, um, wow. I'll explain it. yeah, that was silhouettes. It's done with paper and silhouettes that they move around bit by bit by bit that, and then as a total creates a story. And it's really cool because I mean, this was made, I think, in 1929, I believe. Oh. And it's, it's this artist named Lottie Renninger, and her artwork is so beautiful. And she got this whole team, and it's pretty amazing, like, as a woman artist back in the, you know, yeah, the 20s, yeah. amazing, that she was able to form this, this whole team in Germany and create these amazing animated films. And Prince Ahmed is, is her most well-known film. I would love for somebody to somebody make a Lottie Renninger movie because I think she has a really incredible story, incredible life, and... Uh, this one, it's basically, it's kind of a, a little bit of Aladdin thrown in there with the story. And it, it's amazing how they're able to, uh, with, it's just a, it's, it's a silent movie. But so they have the you know, title cards like you would a silent movie. But how much story they're able to tell and how much motion that they're able to get with just this paper. And the silhouettes, it's really cool. It's definitely something that if you're an animation fan, is, is, is definitely a bucket list kind of item that you got to check off your list and watch and uh, the way you know she uses the music and the way it draws you in it's it's surprisingly holds up very well and she uses different colors of uh you know of backdrops and different things like that okay which especially for that time is was you know yeah. kind of cool and it's just a really really neat uh little movie to watch i think it's only like 45 minutes an hour so you got to check out the adventure of chris Ackman if you're an animation fan Gosh. I feel like such a peasant, Rachel. Next to your list. <laughs> yeah. You're basic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, in number four for me, I have Sean the Sheep movie. I loved Sean the Sheep movie. And it's a really so funny... Sweet. Well, first of all, it's so cute. So, I knew already that I was going to have a, like a disposition that I would just love Sean the Sheep because he's so cute. But I think it's just so inventive and amazing what they were able to do without any English language in the yeah. entire film. You just, you get so much out of these characters without, with knowing really what they're saying yeah. and what they're trying to communicate without ever hearing a word of English. Mm -hmm. uh, just the growls or the like, uh, kind of noises. 
Plus, it really goes back to like Chaplin. Yeah, it's so good. Of kind of comedy, yeah. Buster Keaton. It has that kind of those kind of themes to it. And it's amazing to do that with stop motion animation, like to have such physical humor with like something you're sitting here and manipulating, like yeah. as a little stop motion character. It's amazing. Yeah. Plus, I think the the entire adventure is just so much fun. I think Sean the Sheep is such a endearing character at large. And his adventures through the city, obviously the encounters he has in like the restaurant and throughout all the the city with these people is so fun as this dog <laughs> and then the farmer after him. Uh, I mean, it's it's just such a good time. I find it so sweet. I I really just love Sean the Sheep movie. I can't wait for the second one. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so my number four is Paranorman. Mm -hmm. And I think the Paranorman has all of the great trappings of a, of a fun zombie movie yes. uh, that uh, can be quite scary, has some pretty good <laughs> scares in there, but it's also quite funny. And also, I think the message of sort of the bullied becoming the bully is very mm -hmm. unique in the way that Norman is able to talk to the witch in a special way and tell her, look who you become. You become the person that you hated. You become the person that turned you into this person. You become worse. You become worse than them. And uh, so I think that it has a huge heart. It's so beautiful. It's so inventive and, uh, and great voice acting in that one as well. And so, yeah, I love Paranormal. Plus it's just fun to get like, the zombie trope flipped on its head as well because mm -hmm. the humans are like the real monsters like the zombies yeah. are like scared of the humans you know That's true. Uh, we go through that whole opening of them like chasing but then it turns into like yeah, the people getting true. violent <laughs> to kill them because they don't understand them but they want to kill them Plus, yeah. personally I love that like the hunk character turns out to be gay at the end I guess Paranorman just missed my list it was like my honorary number 11 I love it as well so yeah. it's so good so number three for me is one you've mentioned, and that's Coraline. I just, I love Coraline. I think it's so good. Partially probably because I am a horror fan myself, and I just love that the horror works. It really doesn't pull punches for the film it's trying to make. And what a successful adaptation it was as a film. Plus, the scenery is just undeniably stunning in yeah. Coraline. It's so pretty. The most iconic of any of Laika's images are those button eyes, which are so scary. The other mom, in general, is just, like, so scary. Even when she's nice, she has that, like, really unsettling ease about her. Like, you're just like, oh, my gosh. But I love the neighbors. I love the mice circus, even. And um, the cat, of course. He's so good. I love the cat. <laughs> Um, but I just, I love everything about Coraline. I think the comedy works really well. I think her dynamic with all of the other characters work really well. Mm -hmm. Everything you said is so accurate about her figuring it all out and making the decision that she didn't want to stay mm -hmm. there before she really was introduced to the horror elements. <laughs> she kind of started realizing that before, you know, really scary other moms yeah. started coming out. And it's always fun to see you know, an empowered kid doing such things, like coming to these things, being a smart character, and being able to figure them out. I just, I love Coraline. Yeah, it's really, really good. So for me, at number three, I have a 
stop motion slash live action. Oh. I have King Kong from 1933. Oh, I didn't even the, think to put that. <laughs> the stop motion from uh, the basically practically the man who invented stop motion, Willis O'Brien was his name, and what he did to create the stop motion in King Kong is just so incredible. Oh. It still holds up amazingly. You watch it, yeah, there's some pokey elements to it, but that's more like the music and the backgrounds and stuff like that. But like the actual fluidity of the stop motion, like holds up. It looks good when he's on that when he's on that Paris Staple. It looks pretty yes. good. It looks good. And I think that that a lot of these new King Kongs have forgotten that they they. It's just it's just a monster movie to them. But it's not a monster movie in this 1933 movie. It's it's this relationship between yeah. Andaro and King Kong. And particularly when you have him, because most of the movie, he's in New York and he's yeah. getting treated like a slave and he's up there and you could just yeah. see the sadness on his face and everybody's, you know, ooing and aahing at him and, and it's so sad. And so when he's taking, you know, Anne up the, uh, yeah. up the Empire State Building, it's not because he's a monster, it's yeah. because he wants to protect her and because he loves her. And so, I don't know, there's, it's just way more heart than you... I kind of these new versions seem to be able to get and weigh even with their super photorealistic special effects. I take this any day over all of those <laughs> movies. I think this one has way more heart and emotion and I feel for the character because I think that they're a little bit more brave to, in a way back then because uh, now it's like, oh, you don't want to offend people. You don't want to offend people. But like, I think sometimes you have to kind of shock people a little bit to get them to really start thinking about some of these messages and some yeah. of these things. It has to be done in the correct way, of course. But I just think, uh, especially that scene when he is on the stage and everybody is just Ugh. mocking. And I think that that is so moving and so great. And and you got this beast that is chained down. And so I, I think it's a really great movie. And I think that uh, Will Spryton is incredible. Yeah. Incredible uh, pioneer of, of motion pictures. I love King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the original King Kong so much. So, yeah. All right, so in at number two for me, I have Kubo and the Two Strings. I think this movie is darn near perfect for me personally. I love it so much. I love what it has to say about grieving and about loss. I think it is such a sophisticated movie, and it is told amazingly well. First of all, the visuals are stunning. Like, I would say right with, honestly, Missing Link, which obviously is not on my list, that... Kubo probably has the best visuals of any of the Lycan films. I mean, it just yeah. blows me away. The scenes that they're able to do in this movie are so beautiful between the water. And I think they're helped because they go to so many different places between the snow mountain, the water, and you get those origami little things that he's able to create. I mean, it's so stunning. Plus the the family dynamic with the three of them, even as they yeah. are monkey and beetle with Kubo, it's so fun. I love Monkey as a character. <laughs> she is so amazing. But I also really like her and the kind of softening of the relationship between her and Beetle as we move throughout. And the protection of Kubo and, you know, Kubo coming into his own and having to learn. I love how we conclude this back with the tradition of sending the, the boats out to the river and him kind of getting that closure moment, but it's not like a really sappy or cop-out moment for me. I thought it was really well done. 
just everything. We even have like the scare moments of what Laika has been known for with the sisters and, and the like Rooney Mara twin and those creepy faces. They're also a really threat to Kubo throughout the entire film. I mean, they're very well-versed. I just, I mean, I love pretty much everything about Kubo. I love it. <laughs> it's really, really good. I, I really, I, I love Kubo's character. I yeah. think he's so, so endearing. <sighs> very good choice. So uh, my uh, number two choice is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'll admit that uh, that maybe a little nostalgia in this pick, maybe. But, you know, I love Christmas movies. <laughs> I, I'm a huge Christmas movie, and I love stop motion. But I really love the themes behind this movie. The idea that Jack wants to be something that he's, he's loved something, and he sees it, and he wants to be it. But it's not who he is. Yeah. Like, Christmas is not who he is. And Sally immediately sees that. And, and just how toxic, toxic it is in life to pretend to be something that you're not like, that's the worst situation to be in. And, and I think that uh, that's kind of his journey throughout the film. So I think it really works. And I really like uh, Danny Elfman's vocals in there. I really like all the music. The only, the only part that I don't love is um, the, uh, the um, Sandman, whatever guy, boogeyman. boogeyman guy. I don't love that scene. It's, it, I think pushes, it's a little too far. <laughs> Which is a little too much, and I just don't love the song. And they're, you know, oh. they, 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 they trapped Santa. They're just a little too around. around. I like to be the Santa for my taste. All right, it's not my favorite. That's the only part. So maybe I shouldn't have this high on this list. But it's just so iconic, yeah. and it's it's a Christmas movie, and it's a Halloween movie, and uh, you know, it's just, I love it. it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So call me a basic, but I have The Nightmare Before Christmas as my number one pick. I love it. Honestly, it's one of my favorite animated films of all time, which I know is probably super cliche or whatever. But I mean, I just watch it. I can watch it over and over and I never get sick of it. First of all, the music is so good. I mean, all of this music is just amazing in this film. I even like the Oogie Boogie uh, man and his song. And I think... I mean, you can just sing it at any time. It can just pop at your head. Yeah, what's this? What's as this? soon as you hear the phrase, what's this? You want to like follow it up. But the more of the song, I mean, it's so good. The animation obviously is amazing. I love Jack Skellington as a character because it is really even sad to kind of see him because he wants this so bad and he wants to do good so bad. But as you said, it's just, it's not who he is. And then seeing Sally, she is amazing and her journey trying to, constantly i love the antics of the the frog's breath over and over i mean it's great um obviously i love zero i mean come on but i just think all of it is so good the like kind of creepiness about it is great but the songs are wonderful it's really fun i mean I, everything yeah. everything about the nightmare for christmas mm -hmm. i think is fantastic and henry selleck did a great job henry selleck did a great job <laughs> that is right <laughs> Uh, okay, very good. So my number one, my favorite, I just picked Wallace and Gromit as a whole. Okay. I absolutely, if I was going to pick my absolute favorite is the Wallace and Gromit shorts. I think they are better than Wear Rabbit. Uh, they're, there's just, they're so funny. They're so sweet. They're so, I love Wallace and Gromit as characters. Yeah. I think they're so well written. And, uh, but Wear Rabbit is, is, it feels a little overstretched at times. Because mm -hmm. I think that's why I like the shorts yeah. maybe a little bit better. But I still really love it. I think it's really funny. It's really sweet. And I just love Wallace and Gromit's characters. 
I love those little bunnies as characters. They're so sweet. You even get Shaun the Sheep was introduced yeah. in Animal Hospital. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's been a while since I've seen this, so I can't like recite dialogue or whatever. But yeah. I just really love it. And uh, I particularly love all the little shorts that they have. So the Balls of Gromit is my favorite. Um, but... I really like my whole list. They're yeah. really fun, and I like all of them to your list. There's you can't go wrong so with stop much. There's so many good stop motion films out yeah. there, whether it's animated or injected into live action yeah. films. Oh, it's so good. So let us know in the uh, comment section what are some of your favorites are, what you think of our lists, or let us know on Twitter and what you think, and we'd love to hear. We'd love to talk with you. Yeah, yeah that would be really Certainly. fun. So, uh, Larry, where can people find you? You can find me here on YouTube as well as on Twitter and Instagram, all at the handle LC Screen Talk. Great. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, if you're watching on YouTube, if you can give us thumbs up and, and subscribe to the channel, we really appreciate it. So thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having and, me. And uh, yeah, let us know and we'll talk to you all later. Bye.